0: Anyway, Jim, we have our second guest for the morning—the uh, redoubtable Noel McNamara of Silver Grove. Now, to listeners this morning, Silver Grove sounds like a place in exotic. Uh, <laughs> well, but I'm sure it, I'm sure it is, John. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually close enough, aren't we, Pat, to Silver Grove?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We're here. On the the road, and this yeah. young
0: gentleman here in front of us, Noel McNamara.
1: It's close to but might be claiming it. Borderland,
0: yeah. Borderland, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Noel, you're very, very welcome. You're on very much. holidays. Uh, people say, Wait, "Where's he on holidays from? <laughs> uh, where did he go?" That he, it merits, you know, a discussion on that. Well, Noel is better known outside of East Clare as a very, very, a very. What's the word I'd use? Successful. S- successful young coach. Do you, he's nearly too young, Jim, to be. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah. To be coaching. He should be playing still. By the way, do you play rugby still?
2: No, 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 no. Anyway, yeah.
0: you. my memory of you, my first memory of you is uh, as the coach of the Irish uh, under 20s. 20, under, under 20s, yeah. The under 20s, yeah. You know, and it was a very successful run, wasn't it, really? How did you get into it?
2: Yeah, I, I, I suppose the 20s, uh, you know, success at underage level is a very interesting metric um, and it's difficult at times to uh, to really quantify it. I did three years at the Irish 20s. Um, my first year, in terms of results, we didn't have a, a huge amount of success. But, uh, you know, I think if you look at the touring squad of New Zealand, there's a huge transfer through of players on that squad. You know, the likes of James Hume, um, Caelan Doris, Um, you know Tom O'Toole uh, to name a few and guys that are injured unfortunately they weren't able to make it like Ronan Kelleher Mm. Uh, Dan Sheehan is on that tour Uh, Tommy O'Brien of Leinster recently uh, unfortunately got injured so uh, I think with underage groups the success is measured over a longer period of time. Um, my second year we, we had we had a lot of success on the pitch and obviously you know won the six nations in in uh, in 2019. Um, you know but I think ultimately the the definition of success has to be measured over a longer period of time and but I, uh, I
0: intrude on that actually. Yeah. You know. The parallel that strikes me as I listen to you is m- the GAA minors mm. c- county minors in Clare or in Football and hurling doesn't make any difference. But uh, there is not a good follow, and traditionally there was not a good follow from minor into senior. Mm. Guys commit themselves, and in well, we too, I suppose, but especially in, in hurling and football, commit themselves up to the age of 18 and 19. And people will be saying, I God, he's going to be a mighty corner forward in the seniors. Mm. We don't hear of him. Have you experienced that type of disappointment where you had you had uh, you know personalities who were who thought were going to make it big time? Yeah, no, no, and, and they died I, out after. 19. I think you
2: you've you probably highlighted the you know the exact problem there. I, th- I think anointing somebody too early is is probably you know one of the biggest sins that we commit with with, with underage players. And and it's 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 understanding people, it's understanding development, it's it's understanding I guess that you know, the differentiator for, for some people at a young age is, is, is physicality. It's a physical presence and, and they're bigger and their their maturation is is, uh, is earlier than some other people. And uh, it's, it's uh, I, I suppose, recognizing that once you get to senior level, that's gone. So, you know, the physical advantages, unless you're Jonah Lomu or, or uh, you know, maybe Ibn Etsabet or someone like that, where, you know, you still are the biggest and the strongest, then that point of difference is gone. So ultimately, it's about the players that have had a rounded development. It's about the players that have developed their skill set. It's about the players that you know it's hard yeah. it's hard when you get to senior level it, it, it it's hard as you get older to let the you know the level of competition obviously rises the pressure increases uh the distractions also increase as you get older so you know it takes a certain type of temperament it takes a certain type, type of character um and i guess that's something that that you know we would probably have delved into quite a bit with with our age grade programs and and Working with Leinster and recognizing that it's 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 not just capability at a certain age. It's capacity to work hard. It's capacity and room for improvement. It, it, it's character. It, it's you know how you respond under pressure. How you deal with setbacks. It's resilience. How you deal with injury. How you deal with distraction. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess I, I would firmly believe those three things. You know, capability is important. You must you must be, you know you must be good at what you do. You must have domain excellence. But that capability, that character, and that capacity. And um, those three things, I suppose, ultimately for. Me, me um, are a better uh, predictor of long-term success, uh, you know, and, and and that's, you know, I talk to people. You, you mentioned the, the the hurling and and, and the football. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a guy here in Clare, Kieran McDermott, who does great things with the underage setup, and I've spoken to him, you know, quite a bit about this. And, and for me, it's it's about defining success. You know, if you if you've got an under fourteen group uh, with Clare, and you you've got. 60 players, well then, you know, one of the key definitions of success is, do you have the, you know, the same 60 guys at under 15? Because yes, you, you could yes. beat everybody at under 14 level, you could beat Tipperary, and you could beat Cork, and, yeah. and you could beat Limerick, and if you turn around next year and you only have 10 of them because they really didn't enjoy it, well then that's failure. And, and, and I'll be very, very clear on that. And, and
0: I, uh, Yeah, I, I come in on, on, on that one, the, um, the sense of uh, social enjoyment in sport. I get uh, looking in from outside now Hmm. i get uh, it's very different to what it was when we when we were young players ourselves okay the social side seems to have diminished am i fingering anything that's relevant um uh, i think at the
2: core of it it, it, you know at the core of sport it, it, it 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 must be fun you know, and, and, and even when you get right up to professional sport, the best example I can give you, of course, Ruin Pienaar this year. Ruin Pienaar is is uh, thirty seven years of old, years of age. He's won the World Cup. He's played for Ulster. He's played for Montpellier. He's uh, he's back at the Cheetahs, um, and, and he came to us uh, on on uh, on a short term loan. Um, and the thing that that really struck me about Ruin Pienaar, and I, I can give other examples as well, was how much he loved training. He loved it he just you see him before training after training um, you know the S&C coaches are trying to pull him out oh you don't need to do this you you know you're an experienced player and no I want to do it
0: what's an S&C coach
2: strength and conditioning oh yeah 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 yeah. so he's "I I want to train yeah. I want to compete in everything and uh, you know I could, I could cite Johnny example as, as, as another and, and, and I'm, I'm sure you know the, all, all of the best will be the same they want to compete and they love doing what they do you know and, and I, I smile at the moment with, with some of the guys that are going to the, on the golf you know the guys are going across to the LIV tour yes. and someone like Dustin Johnson goes, I don't really love playing golf and I said, well, yeah. it's, no, it's no coincidence you haven't made the most of all the talent that you have Yeah. Um, it, you know and, and they're looking at it well I'll go across here I'll make a few quid and I'll retire early and so on whereas Somebody that's, uh, you know, I can't imagine a young Tiger Woods doing that.
0: Or even McIlroy.
2: Well, exactly, yeah. And and, uh, yeah, I think he's a a good example of somebody who probably wants to make the absolute most of of what he can and win as many majors as he can. And and, uh, I, I think that ultimately... And that comes back to character. I think you know you've got that character to want to compete at the very highest level. You've got that character where you want to be the best possible version of yourself. And, and uh, yeah, to me, I guess there comes a certain level of competition where talent is no longer the most important thing. Yeah. And I, I think up to minor level, you know, if we go back to where this this uh, this strand of conversation originated, yeah. I think at minor level, and, and I think bringing minor back to under seventeen you know and, and I don't know enough about it but for me that's too young uh, you know in, in my opinion I, 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 I would be much happier with keeping things as as broad as possible for as long as, long as, possible, as possible to be as good as possible yeah. would be the philosophy that, that I would have had at Leinster we would have had collectively at Leinster
0: what, who would, what would have influ- influenced you into that frame of mind um
2: yeah i guess i just experienced a, a lot of of underage sport you know i started coaching in glenstall um back in 2005 you know so we're, we're probably yeah. looking at, at almost 20 years ago now um you know so i i just i saw a lot of 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 uh and, and and coached and lived it uh you know so from an early age i guess you know there there would have been a point when you know when I started coaching Clangos where I coached the Clangos senior team I coached the Leinster schools and I coached the Irish schools so uh, I just would have seen a, an awful awful lot of, of, of young players and their development and how it went and I, I guess I'm, I'm very curious uh, as well and, and uh, you know would be a keen student of, of, of uh, whatever I do some people could call it obsessive uh, <laughs> and uh, that's probably a, a fair assessment would but Would yeah. your wife would your wife would, would yeah. she uh, yeah uh, yeah Probably see seen it, it my kids know as well a little <laughs> bit when uh, they won't
1: let something go, it tends to get blamed on me. Um, <laughs> Tell me how um how did it, the South African uh side of things come about? Because you were you were with the under twenties and underage coach in with Leinster.
2: Yeah, I, I listen, I I, I I guess uh in many ways the you know the the number of opportunities g- globally are quite small in professional sport, and and you know in rugby we were talking here a few minutes ago. Rugby is only a professional game since since uh, the mid nineties, yeah. so you know it, it is growing globally. Um, but you know ultimately at the top level, you know within Ireland there's there's four teams, uh, you know, and then you've got the senior team as well. So um, yeah, an opportunity came up, and and uh, I, I guess for me the attraction was multifaceted. Uh, the attraction was, uh, you know, fundamentally, I believe sport and, and coaching and, t- and teaching is about people um, and experiencing a different culture. Um, you know, there are a few places as, as uh, multicultural as, as uh, you know, as, as South Africa. And uh, yeah, I guess somewhere like the Sharks has, has, has always been an open-minded team, an open-minded franchise. They've had, you know, coaches like John Plumtree from New Zealand as coached over there. He was a head coach. And they've had a lot of players as well. You know, people like Clement Potrono, uh, you know, Gregor Townsend, believe it or not, played. Um, played over there, um, Andy Good uh, played there as well, uh, Freddie Michalak. So, yeah, it's it, it's it's always been a place. I think where, where people have have been welcomed and and uh, yeah, I just I guess there was just uh, you know an opportunity to work with some really good players as well and and uh, experience Springboks and uh, it just all added up. I suppose to
1: something that I found difficult uh, to to turn down. And um, and from your own point of view, do you find you know are there New ways of doing things. Are there different ways of doing things over there? Uh, I presume, you know, they want you to bring something, but I mean, presumably, you can learn something as well when you go over there.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And I, listen, I, I think that's the biggest challenge with, with, with coaching. You can't copy and paste. Uh, you know, and it's, it's trying to identify the best of, of, of different environments and trying to understand what will work. You know, we spoke about the Irish 20s already. You know, the second year was very different from the first year, and the third year was very different from the second year because ultimately what worked at one group, there's no guarantee that it's going to work again. And, and I think, that you know, when you look at coaching and you look at the best coaches, they've all been able to adapt. They've all had that. You know, you look at Alex Ferguson over a long period of time, having the ability to adapt and, and, and change with the groups. You know, coaching someone like Mark Hughes. And then coaching Cristiano Ronaldo, like they couldn't be further apart from each other. So, I think it's pretty important to, to uh, yeah, to be able to adapt, to be able to recognize the strengths and and, and, uh, and, and, and challenges of, of of particular people in a particular group. So, yeah, that definitely would have been uh, would have been the mindset uh, going over there. Um, you know, you you mentioned that like you're definitely right there isn't more than than one way of doing things and, and i guess that's the beauty of sport you, you, you know you look at the last two winner, winners of the premiership uh, in england harlequins won it last year where they're an absolute all-out attacking team um you know and this year leicester won it and i think they kicked the ball 56 times in the final yes. so you know remarkably different approaches to the same game same referees same laws um and and, and i think that's the the beauty of it really and you know you can take the example of of, of Hurling as well you know very different styles of of, of play going to be seen over the course of the
1: next few weeks in the semi-finals as well and tell me outside of the world of rugby altogether what's uh, how did you find going and living in South Africa over the last couple of years I mean it must be very different very different to to Dublin or certainly to O'Callaghan's Mill
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah yeah they're they're not too worried about die back in the ash uh, (laughs) over there um <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, I, I guess you know when, when when you move, they say there's uh, traumatic uh, times in your life, uh, you know, and big changes, and and obviously moving is is a big change, and particularly when you move, I guess not just you know not just country but hemisphere as well, um, you know. So yeah, it, it, it was a it was a massive uh, change, uh, you, you, you know, and and uh, at a time when the world is probably in a little bit of chaos, uh, you know, and and natal in particular was in a little bit of chaos um you, you know they they obviously had a lot of unrest uh, at the time when we moved with the riots and things like that and, and obviously in the midst of COVID, you know we've recently had the floods as well so but uh, you know the, the reality is we we went you know it's very open very welcoming um you know my, my wife and i've three kids they've they've all moved over as well a, a slightly different lifestyle you know we're in the midst of summer here. I think it's about twelve degrees today and raining. Uh, I spoke to Sinead this morning. They're in the midst of winter and it's twenty-seven degrees, and then they're, they're in shorts and a t-shirt. So, um, you know, from from that perspective, very outdoors. It's it's been good for the kids. I think they're at a good stage. You know, hopefully, it will increase their resilience. It will certainly increase their understanding of the world. And uh, you know, it, it is a country that has vast differences. You know, in 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 uh, in terms of, of of what people have. You know, and and. Um, yeah you know we we've, we've been out around a little bit and so, sometimes understanding that you know we've seen the happiest of kids and the happiest of families playing and and they live in very very basic conditions and you know happiness isn't defined by having the latest iphone or the latest laptop or the latest whatever um you know and i, I think those type of lessons if 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 the girls can take them then it, it's a fantastic grounding for them moving forward in life as well so yeah it, it it's it's not just about a job, you know. I do. I do believe it, it is a great life experience as well, um, and uh, you know that's that's for me, but also for the family as well. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Noel, um, just going back there to John the underage again, is there would there be a lot of players coming up? Uh, would there be a lot of men to get into the the? The academies now, in Linster and the instrument monster, and you know the, the the fellows that you coached at school level, would they be anxious to get down to professional contracts and all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, t- I think it's it's. Um it's an interesting one, Pat. I, I, I think when the, the pathway is there, you, you know, it becomes more accessible. And, and this is something that fundamentally I would, I would believe, you know, quite strongly in. So if, if you're in school and if there's a guy that's two years ahead of you and he goes on and, and, and plays for Leinster and gets into the academy and plays for Ireland and then all of a sudden it isn't as difficult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it, it becomes easier, and, and there's there's a, a fantastic book called the Goldmine Effect, and uh, it talks about a Kenyan athlete uh, who who was a steeplechase runner, and um, you know he he went he'd never been outside of Kenya, but he he ran and obviously trained at a really good level all the time, and and uh, he went to a Golden League meeting in Brussels, and he won it, smashed, it, absolutely destroyed the field um, in the three thousand meter steeplechase, and he was interviewed afterwards, and he was asked you know how could you do this, and he said oh well my cousin Richard had done it before. Yeah, wasn't a big deal it's like winning an All-Ireland and Kerry back in the day you know <laughs> yeah. I have two. Well, the guy below the cross is five so get over yourself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of a sudden it just becomes a, l- a little bit more accessible I think <laughs> and, and uh, once people can see that pathway so you know you, you'd, you'd have guys in school and you know the question all, uh, you know oh god there's so many guys from Black Rock or there's so many guys from Michael's. So all of a sudden it becomes common Mm-mm. and then the goal becomes really common yeah. you know we, we want to win mm. um, and, and I don't think it's any you know coincidence um you know, the 2019 team won a Six Nations Grand Slam. Well, then, you know, you listen to the group this year, they're saying, well, we saw them win it. Yeah, I He was yeah, a couple yeah. of years yeah. out of it. Why can't we win it? You know, I'm looking at a book here in front of me with, with Tulla winning the Hearty Cup. You know, well, yeah. if you're in first year in Tulla now, you think it's normal. Yeah. You think it's normal for people to win a Hearty Cup. So therefore, your ambition becomes, well, these guys won it.
0: Actually, I see that
2: guy at Mass every Sunday, yeah. so there's no reason why I can't win it. In fact,
0: I'm, I'm thinking of another O'Callan's another, uh, mills man who fits into what you the kind of type you're talking about john walsh okay uh who was an ex british army officer and teacher and very interested in in uh, athletics Mm. Mm. and he reached a stage of teaching in the college beyond and scarf with, with with us and he had concentrated on the javelin the discus and the hammer okay And he started training kids from first year. Fairly quickly, we established ourselves as a major school for the discus. It reached a point where John Welch had coached probably six gold medal winners in the discus and hammer. It became... Just as you said, you know, kids came in into first year, couldn't wait to get out with this John Welch. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and so and he continued right up to his to his end. Tell me, is there a type, a type of personality that's identifiable uh, that you want to get your hands on? Okay, you know what I'm getting. Yeah, at?
2: yeah. Um yeah, the, the the reality with with rugby is, I suppose, it, it is pretty open ended in in terms of of uh, the characteristics that you would look for physically. You, you know, the reality is somebody six foot ten can play, and somebody that's five foot eight can play. So I think that that physical, you know, obviously they do fit in different positions, fit into a, a certain uh, physical profile. Yeah, the the reality in in, in terms of of personality, a lot, lot of it is capacity for work. It's capacity to work hard. It, it's it's. Uh, it's having a mindset to continuously improve. Um, they're,
0: they're transferable to other other well, activities like, in life, aren't they? A hundred percent.
2: Well, like, yeah. listen, I, I started coaching in in uh, in Klongo's and I coached a senior team there for for eight years, and and uh, there was a, an amazing correlation between uh, the guys who were on the senior panel, uh, the senior 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 rugby panel, and those who did well in their leaving cert. And uh, one of the reasons was because you know what was the requirement to be on the panel was work hard, discipline. Learning to prioritize, learning to say no at times to things, um, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know the reality was, and and we did it. We, we 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 investigated over a long period of time, over the entire eight years, and and consistently, the you know being on that senior panel, and uh, and and we would talk about it as well. You know, for me, it's not. I think I said it already. It's not about about being a rugby player. It's people, you, you know, and and you're you're coaching people. You're you're involved with people, and you want you want to Them to be able to transfer it because you can't just flick a switch on a, you know you're going to play on a Saturday and you say to guys okay I want you to be disciplined I want you to work hard for each other you haven't done that all week so you have to live it you have to live it to be it Um, so you know that's definitely a a,
1: a major factor as well and Noel just going back to the the professional when it started in the mid nineties. uh, there's players that they have an awful lot of time off. We we'll say they, with a they train twice a day. Uh, do you know how just um, <laughs> yeah, the mindset of, yeah, of how, r- how r- players r-
2: play, um, train and go play in go it. through? Yeah, like uh, I, I guess there's um, yeah a, a regular week we we would train on uh, on a Monday. Boys would be in from from seven o'clock. Um, there's a lot of of, of rehab and and uh, and things like that. I guess getting the body right and recovery and, and all that stuff. Uh, they they didn't be in the gym. Uh, We'd have meetings, you know, probably two meetings, then there is uh, a pitch session and uh, the pitch session is 60 minutes uh, and then you have a unit session straight afterwards another 20 minutes and they finish dinner around four o'clock. So it's a, it's a seven to four. I think people have this idea that sometimes a professional team come in and they, they do half an hour and they train for an hour and they're gone. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's a full day. Tuesday would be pretty similar. Uh, Wednesday tends to be a personal development day. So a lot of boys depending on, on their age and depending on their position, hookers mm-hmm. that come in and throw, kickers that come in and kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're battling with an injury, they'd come in and do some rehab or or whatever it might be and catch up on on uh, on on homework for the weekend. Thursday is another full day. Friday is lighter, captain's run, uh, and then you play Saturday. Um and that cycle continues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much every week, you know, and and w- w- we've been slightly uh slightly fortunate this year you know i think the south african teams didn't have europe so you know next year obviously you're adding in more games into the mix where they're uh, competing in the in the in the champions cup as well so um yeah it's 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 a long season you, you know and, and uh, I think at times you, you you know, you try to break a monotony or try to do uh, you know, some some different things. But the, the you know, the, the reality is there's a certain body of work to get through like any other job. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's the nature of, of, of it really, to be honest, you know.
0: No uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, the engineer across from me and he, the perspiration is beginning to come out and <laughs> <laughs> he's forehead. okay so we have to wrap it up i know pat and and jim want to stay going but we just simply can't do that do you know you mentioned the captain as we finish as we wrap it up you mentioned the captain's run out hmm. do you ever wonder why croke park does not facilitate for all ireland final weekend uh, a captain's run in croke park for the competing teams,
2: yeah, I, I suppose probably one of the feelings is they've already played there for the semifinals, so they don't necessarily need uh, the familiarity with uh, yeah. with the ground and, and with the surface. I'm, I'm not sure to be honest, and people have different views on, on the merits of a captain's run and whether they actually need it or not. I think some of it is ritual at this stage, and they probably. I believe
0: it it, it. it is important a factor in facilitating players who are open to nervous. Yeah, reaction. nervous energy. Yeah, exactly, yeah, anyway, yeah, Noel, yeah. I've heard about you down through the years, and at long last we had the pleasure of a great interview, haven't we, Jim? Yeah. Lovely um, interview. And yeah. listen, we,
1: we wish you every success, Noel, in, in the Sharks in South Africa and beyond as well.
0: Thanks very much. Yeah, much appreciated. Thanks for having me. My, my, my wife's cousin, uh, first cousin, is Ross Maloney and poor oh, Ross oh fantastic uh, yeah. you know a Ross coach Ross yeah, did you yeah yeah and his yeah, yeah, he, yeah. dying wish is to get one cap and <laughs> he's hoping he'll get it this year you know yeah yeah. I don't yeah, know whether yeah. he will. or not well he's
2: had a fantastic year he, he had was was a very good year he was very unlucky not to yeah. be in, inv- involved in the end of season tour I think yeah. so yeah hopefully in in, uh, in, in, in the autumn internationals
0: okay, who knows?
2: No. it's nice been a pleasure have a cheers. good Thank summer you. thanks very much very cheers guys.